Yo, yo, what is happening, all you fine people? Sorry, if you sense a little, uh, if my tone is a little less chipper than usual, I am currently suffering a migraine, and I'm not used to this. I just started getting them like this year, so if anybody's got any tips or tricks out there on how to deal with this, please help, because, uh, it is nutty. I feel like I have like a rubber band wrapped around my head right now. Like, what the hell is this? Like, oh my God. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, had a job interview today with the migraine. So Birdie is struggling today. But in that classic British tradition, we shall soldier on. So let's talk about today's show. Today's show is... Par for the course, I would say. I hate that phrase, dude. Can we talk about that for a second? Like, what's with that phrase, par for the course? I don't like golf phrases. I don't like golf. I think it's, was it George Carlin that said golf is an arrogant game, that it takes up a bunch of land that you could build hospitals and orphanages on just so some rich asshole can chase a ball with a stick? I think that's pretty apt description of golf, don't you? Also, while we're on the subject, things that bother me, like I said, I was in a job interview today. Like if you conduct job interviews for a living, let me kindly make a suggestion. The question, where do you see yourself in five years is a stupid question. Like, what do you mean? Like, if you mean like as far as a job, like, I don't know, like not the entry level position that I'm applying for. I definitely didn't see that. If you mean in life, I mean, I don't know. How can you say, you know, like that's a, it's an impossible, unanswerable question. And OK, let's calm down. Let's take another hit. Hmm. OK, feeling better. So listen, I am despite my migraine, I'm going to go listen to some Wu-Tang records and maybe watch Trailer Park Boys some more. I'm like binging it right now. It's been a long time since I've watched it. It's funny, but probably not the best show if you have a migraine because it's noisy. Uh, but yeah, back to the show. Sorry, I got way off track there. Back to the show. Yeah, today's show is pretty standard. We talk about all the sports, you know, and it's uh, it's it's actually we go at each other a little. Well, Meech and I go at each other a little bit about uh, the Edmonton Oilers again. Sorry, I just can't let it go, Meech. I just can't let it go. But I'll, I'll work on that for you. I promise. Um you know, and it's, it's, a, I thought today's show was fun. We had fun doing it. So, yeah, let's get to it. From the top. All right. Welcome to Stone Sports. I'm your host, Bert. With me, as always, I have my co host, Dubs. Say what up, Dubs. What's up, Dubs? And Meech. What's up, Meech? What up? What's going down, boys? Not fucking much. Just got <laughs> back from Boston. Had a trip weekend with the girlfriend, Valentine's Day and her birthday. Went to Good an aquarium? Stuff. Yeah, I watched a turtle shit in a fish's mouth. <laughs> Little one fish, one one reptile action going oh on here. God, yeah. That, that big tank in the middle, there's a fucking giant green sea turtle in it. And it took a shit and some fish came around the corner and it was like looked at it. It was like the fuck is that? And it just ate the shit ate and the immediate, shit. immediately spit it back out and swam away. It was like, no, I don't want that. That wasn't food. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. That's pretty funny, though. What the hell's going on in the Boston Aquarium? 
Jesus. Stuff, I man. mean, all animals are fairly disgusting. Like, look they at are. dogs fucking licking their asshole all the time. <laughs> fucking, I mean, they're just so, the animals are so fucking nasty. They are. You know who's not going to be nasty? The dog that got five million this week. Oh, yeah. A dog got Fuck. five million this week. Border Collie got $5 million from its owner who died and left all the money to his neighbor, but it's for the dog. Like, in the will that it's for the dog. That's disgusting. Yeah. That's great. How funny would it be if he paid for, like, monitoring of that? Like, he he paid someone out of that to monitor that it was spent for the dog. Like, the neighbor has to, like, like, uh, it's, like, reimbursement for, like, (laughs) you know, expense reports or whatever. (laughs) He's got, like, his own IRS, but just for the dog. Yeah, exactly. He'll get, like, audited every year. (laughs) Um, be another... like be like office space pop in the cubicle those tps reports yeah <laughs> <laughs> so true That's uh, is a tps report a real thing or is that just I like mean, made I'm, up for the movie? i'm assuming it's just some company jargon that we all yeah. have i mean we all yeah. have that shit i mean i've i've yeah i've never worked in an office that asked for anything like i mean we've had like weird you know expense reports and stuff like that but never like i, I wonder if that's some sort of like actual thing I'm going to look it up later, and I'll let you know in the chat. All right, so... Uh, uh, one more random story that I heard. It's pretty uh-huh. funny. Ten apartments got ac- evacuated in Germany due to a man in the building losing his venomous pet coral snake somewhere in the building. Ooh. Oh, that's fucked they, up, dude. That, I, but I just picture the guy, like, sitting there smoking a joint, <laughs> and he just, like, looks up at the snake's cage, and it's just gone. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, man, <laughs> he has to call the cops on himself. <laughs> like, that's why that shit's not chill, dude. Like, nah, bro. Like, Why do you have a poisonous snake in an apartment? Yeah. No, nah, like, that's not cool, dude. I mean, most of the time, they literally just sit under a fucking rock in their cage. Like, yeah. my, my older roommate had one, and... I'm not like the biggest snake guy, but uh, but it didn't bother me at all. He, he literally never. It also wasn't venomous. I think it was like a boa or something like they, that. I'm terrified of snakes, like absolutely, like horrified. Like it can be like three I inches don't trust long. Them. It can be like six feet long. If it, like if we see one, I will be out the door and down the street and in my car before you even turn around. I'm like, not I like not definitely play, dog. I'm not like deathly terrified of them like that. Like I think they're cool, but I would never like hold one. I, oh, I don't, bro, I don't trust those fuckers. A little story time. I'll tell you why I'm terrified. So once when I was like, I think I was probably close to nine or ten. I was tossing a baseball with my cousin, and you know he <laughs> you're having a catch. Yeah, we were having a catch, and he <laughs> couldn't fucking throw the goddamn thing. Why did so picture you in the Sandlot? Like I just pictured the plot line from Sandlot, but with you in. Did it. you picture him still thirty years old though? No, <laughs> but um, so he throws the ball and you know he shanks it because he sucks, and it goes off into <laughs> this like little patch of woods. Shout out Bernie's unathletic childhood friend. He's a real piece of shit. This is my cousin. That was your cousin? (laughs) Yeah. So I go to pick up the base. Nice chill. He just can't throw a fucking baseball. So I go to pick up the baseball in this little patch of woods. And right when I do, this fucking snake like leaps out. And most of the time when they bite you, you know, they just like snap and then they run away. Right? No, this motherfucker locked on my hand, (laughs) like on my palm, like right between my thumb and my index finger. And I couldn't get it. I was like flapping it in the wind. You know, like uh, flailing. That's terrifying. Yeah, and that's so like horrifying. my uncle has to come out 
and like, you know, fucking cut its head off and like pry its head off my hand, essentially. Oh, and then Jesus. you're all like, if Jimmy could I throw still... the goddamn ball right, I yeah. would have gotten bit by fucking snake. I still have a scar on my hand from it. Fucking ten years you know, later, he asked if he wants to throw later. the remote. No, the real I'm good. Scar, I guess the mental one I left. Yeah, I mean, I never played baseball with him ever again. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> Play hockey all day, but I'm not playing baseball with your dumb ass. Anyway, uh, speaking of baseball, got some baseball news, Meech. Yeah, definitely a lot of or a lot of fair, fairly a, amount of action. Fairly, I can't speak. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you smoke before the show? Some some kind of action. That sounds even worse. <laughs> some sightings happened in baseball. I thought we were uh, talking about baseball. <laughs> you want you talking about baseball? <laughs> Who's on third? No. Uh, <laughs> Who's the guy's name? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so yeah, uh, Jake Arrieta is headed back to the Cubs, which is funny because everyone else is. There seems to be a mass exodus from the Cubs. John Lester, Kyle Schwarber both went to the Nationals. Uh, Jose Quintana went to the Angels. And then they traded Hugh Darvish to the Padres. And so he's one of the few remnants that's still there. Uh, Also, Chris Bryant rumored to be on the trading block there. So then it would really be like him and Rizzo. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, he goes back to the Cubs on a one-year deal. Big Maple, bit Big Maple. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm in <laughs> big show form. Right big Maple uh, heads back to the Mariners. Uh, another case of going back to the team they went to before they signed that big contract. Uh, after a fairly unsuccessful stint with the Yankees, I feel like he was injured for most of it. But hopefully, we'll see if he can get back to the form he was in with the Mariners last time he was there because he was pretty good um, with the Mariners. Uh, before he signed that deal with the Yankees, and I mean, some people just aren't aren't fit for that that environment. Honestly, Twins added. I'm glad that he got sh- out of that environment. <laughs> I, I bet you shit- are. I heard it's a shithole. <laughs> just a real toxic place. That Yankees locker room. Twins add Matt Schumacher, another like uh, you know back of the rotation starter. So that should be interesting to see what they do in a division that hasn't spent hardly any money in this offseason. Probably get bounced in the first round. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of their MO. Dodgers had a couple big re-signings. First of all, there's the JT. Uh, Justin Turner is coming back as a Dodger, uh, which is great because... What? I thought you were going to say Timberlake at first. We got it. We got it. We got our what moment. What? (laughs) I did it just for you. I was like, if I don't say it, it will be sad. Thanks. Uh, Yeah, Justin Turner back. Um, We don't really have captains on the West Coast, but he is undoubtedly this team's leader. And uh, it's really good to have him back. He signed a two-year deal, which I'm happy about. It was a long deal, which reportedly he had on the table. But he really is a fixture of L.A., and uh, he does so much good in the community there. Uh, he has his own nonprofit. He donates heavily to the Dodgers Dream Foundation. So, like, he's really just a good guy. And really, I'm happy to have him back as a Dodger. And then also, uh, they re-signed uh, World Series hero Austin Barnes, who, if you guys Great remember, ch- <laughs> shut up. Fucking Austin. What a- I hate that name, by the way. But Austin <laughs> Barnes is my hero. You know what's because- a worse name? Ryan. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. Boys, boys, settle down. Thaddeus is pretty rough. That was supposed to be my name, so I'm pretty happy to be Ryan. Yeah, because then you you would have been a Thad, bro. 
Yeah, I know. That's what my mom was like. I could have called you Thad. I was like, yeah, but now that's like the most brosive name ever. I feel yeah. like it's right there with Chad. You got Chad it. and Thad. Yeah, Chad and Thad. The are bro the twins. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thad Castle from Blue Mountain State really drives that one into the yeah douchebag yeah. category too. But phenomenal pretty, character. Pretty happy my name's Ryan. Uh, but anyway, Austin uh, Barnes, uh, the good Austin, not double. He's second um, tier. <laughs> Uh, Austin Barnes uh, chased Blake Snell from the game with a beautiful single right up the middle, and he is back with the Dodgers on a two-year deal. Um, <clears throat> ending with the Dodgers, I mean, they, they've got a lot of flack for going over the, the luxury tax. However, first of all, it's their first year over the luxury tax in sequential order because they reset it. Um, secondly, they have a lot of homegrown talent on this team. And I feel like it's a mixture of both not, I mean, and not even free agents because like we traded for Mookie before we assigned him to an extension. So he's technically not a free agent, but we've spent money on pieces um, surrounded by our homegrown talent, like Corey Seager, working on Clayton a different Kershaw. kind of homegrown. What? Working on a different kind of homegrown right oh, now. Oh, that's two. Uh, yeah. We got two in one episode. Let's yeah, go. There's probably got to be more because he always <laughs> likes to talk right as I'm finishing my thought. He does. And then I have to like pause, think I heard it, and then realize I didn't hear it. And then I Blog sound like about a moron. It. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I, I feel like who should be catching more flack is the teams that the Dodgers payroll is now over collectively, which is the Pirates, Indians, Orioles, Marlins, and Rays. Collectively, they don't have the payroll that the Dodgers have. But like I said, a lot of homegrown talent mixed with some key free agent signings. And then also one of the top teams in in evaluations for one of the most valuable teams. And then they also generate a huge amount of revenue, always in tops of ticket sales. They signed a massive TV deal. So, like, they're, they're a franchise that is very healthy monetarily. You should hope for your teams to get to that level and not just make money off of the collective bargaining agreement and be fine with that. Yeah, and I mean, like, isn't that – I mean, that's the nature of a small market team. Like, you can't get mad at a team in L.A. or New York because they're in L.A. or New York. Do you know what the I mean? So, Pittsburgh's not a small market team. Here, like, yeah. Pittsburgh is a giant market. Like, yeah. Exactly. And Tampa Bay is growing. Like, they might not have a fan base because of the transplants, but Tampa Bay is one of the fastest growing cities in the nation. So, like, you kind of don't feel bad for. And you mentioned really... Baltimore, too, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the no tiny market either. Let's be real. It's not, but you have the same problem there. A lot of transplants. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I mean, I'm not saying it's like a large market. I'm just saying it isn't a small market by any means. Like, I'm not far from there. Like, trust right. me, it's, it's, it's right. a, you know, and the it's, a MLB, it's not like Green Bay. Exactly. The MLB has revenue sharing too. 48% of local revenues are subject to revenue sharing. Like yeah. Split between all 30 teams. And that's what I'm saying. Like the Dodgers contribute to those teams because they make some of so the most the money Sox, in the MLB. So the Yankees, yeah. So do all the big market teams. All the big market teams. So you can't ones. hate when they're willing to dip into their own pocket um, to, to get free agents and, and improve their team. Yeah. Also, we've seen over the past few years that big time free agents don't really matter. And you have to have kind of that mix of young talent and veterans, you know, to really win. And that's why the White Sox are considered such a contender this year, because they have such a good mix of veterans and young talent that's ready to burst out. 
Yeah, and those teams are dangerous. I mean, we saw it with like the Royals. Um, yep. I have unfortunately the seen Mets, way too much of it. In that the stupid World Series too. The Mets were in the same boat when they played the Royals. Yeah. All right. Any other baseball Calico's. news you want to talk about, Meech? Nah, I think that's about it. I just had to get that. I, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox now, and uh, it's all good, baby. Put it back underneath my bed. That's a callback from episode yeah, it two. Is. <laughs> yeah, Next to like, your that's purse. Like, yeah, it's like way, way the way back. Have you ever seen that video? The rock goes back to the back. I'm gonna say finally. That yeah, yeah, you have. Okay, it's so good. It's like the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's move it on to some basketball. Take us there, Dubs. Uh, we'll kick it off with the Andre Drummond drama with the Cavs. Drummond is out of the lineup until basically gets traded. The Raptors are reportedly in talks with the Cavs. Other potential landing spots are the Blazers, Celtics, Clippers, Hornets, and Nets. Uh, Drummond is in the last year of his deal. It's going to be tough to move him with the amount of salary that he's owed and only having one year left on his deal. Basically, he has to go to a contender, and contenders aren't going to be willing to give up. You know, him and the talent. Hornets would be interesting, though. It would be, and that's the spot. That's like the only team that's not a contender that I could see getting him. Yeah, because like that could be like the Raptors when they went out and got Kawhi. Like they just need a you know one or two more pieces. And the Hornets and- kind of tried to do that when they had a a young Kemba. They brought in Al Jefferson, and now they have a young Ball. They're gonna try and bring in a big man to go with him. Yeah, it, it, that, that seems to be a pretty good fit, actually. Yeah, I wouldn't mind to see it. Uh, same boat, Blake Griffin. Uh, Pistons and Blake Griffin mutually agree to sit out of the lineup until the team makes a decision on his playing future. So Blake Griffin on the way out of Detroit. That didn't last super long. Same thing with Drummond in Cleveland. Wow. Drummond in Cleveland. I think everyone was left scratching their head last year when they acquired him at the trade deadline. Because they had, they were definitely rebuilding, and then you go out and get this veteran who's owed a lot of money, and it, it was just kind of a perplexing issue when it happened. I feel like, yeah, for sure. The uh, more Pistons lose. Detroit versus San Antonio canceled due to a positive tests on Detroit's side. It's the second time the Spurs have had to cancel games due to COVID. That's not from them. Uh, Mason Plumley becomes oldest to record first triple-double at 30 years, 346 days, passing Patrick Ewing. Uh, there are a couple other trade rumors. Uh, J.J. Reddick still in the news. Wayne Ellington, George Hill, Victor Oladipo, and Kyle Lowry are names to keep an eye on, the biggest of those being Oladipo and Lowry. And on some other news, we'll move to Meech's Lakers, Fairweather Lakers fan that he is. <laughs> I actually have watched a fair amount of Lakers because they're on late. Did you see LeBron and West Kuzma Coast. flop against Memphis? I did not see that. Well, they got warned by the league for it, so had to have been something there. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I throw that little jab in there. Excuse I me. did see that AD left the game last night with an Achilles strain, and Which, that's that's scary. Question for you. If yeah. you don't really want to see your coach playing your star when he was already hurt coming into the game. He was already I mean, favoring the Achilles and he's playing in a meaningless game against the Grizzlies. I mean, you don't, but at the same time, I get that players want to play. Like, I mean, I, I get it. I, I get that he wants to play, especially seeing LeBron who plays. But he's got the king of sitting out games next to him. Does he? 
Because LeBron uh, he used to be, doesn't miss games. And not in the last couple of years. But has he has the highest minutes the of, of his years. career right now. So That's what I, I said. Not the that. last few ga- few years, but back yeah. in fucking Cleveland and Miami, like I was sitting out like every third or fourth fucking game. I mean, I agree with Meech. Like it's it's pretty yeah. obvious that in any sport an athlete just wants to play, but like that's kind of the coaching staff and the front office's job is to step in and tell them no when they shouldn't play. Like if that's going to be detrimental. Yeah, like clearly it was. He fucking got hurt. Yeah, he's now he's out two to three. Weeks. I mean, I I hear what Meech is saying. Like it is a fair point. It's an you know it's so true. But I do feel like that's part of their job is to say no. You fucking can't play. Sorry, go sit down. I mean, you never know. Achilles. I mean, we heard it from it's true. From the KD injury, like he was medically cleared and. Every insider said the Warriors are one of the more cautious teams when it comes to returning from injuries, and they said he was full go. So, like, sometimes you just never know. Like, you you just never no, know. No, that's how it's that's work. so true. Fair point. That's um, so true. Also, I I want to rebuttal here. Um, he could sit out all of those games in the East because the East fucking sucks. So he didn't <laughs> have to. Also, I want a retraction. Um, you said on last week's show, knowing that I wouldn't catch it because I'm not a basketball fan, that the Celtics had no, the best I just fucking in misspoke. NBA. In NBA, they don't. They're not. I know close. they don't. They're in just fifth place misspoke. in their own division. Pull a fucking fast one on you. Own division. They're in fifth place. So yeah. Good hold time. on, hold on. I got one. As long as we're on this subject, Meech. You're over here talking about how Edmonton is in third place in their division. I was going to get to that in NHL. Let's, let's, let's look at who is, else is in the division. Winnipeg, Calgary, Vancouver, and Ottawa. They're all trash. Like, they're worse than the Rangers. So that's why they're in third place, because the only other teams worth competing Montreal against are Montreal and Toronto. Dusted. Yeah, like, they've played Ottawa and Calgary and Vancouver, like, a shitload of times. Of course they're in third place. Just wait until the rest of the season. You're focusing a lot on the fact that I like them. <laughs> they win me money. Every time I bet on them, they win me money. That's why I like every them, time. I get it. I get it. Jesus Christ. You're over here talking it. like the Rangers are, like, the second coming of Christ, and, like, you guys are going to be good in a couple years. We you are. guys suck. We are. We are going to be good in you a couple suck. years. suck. We're better in Edmonton. You watch. I don't think that's true. You we watch. Bet. We want to bet. You watch. Well, I mean, you I can't mean, make a bet, bet until I'm not like, going to bet because you know, I don't care. <laughs> like, I care that the Oilers keep winning me money. When I texted you that the Oilers were my new team, it was a joke. I was like, they keep winning me money. And all I was trying to do was do you a favor and be like, dude, if you want to root for a different team that's not your team, go root for a team that's actually going to be fun to watch, not the Oilers. It's going to give you, like heartache and pain as the season hey, goes I'm gonna on show up i'm gonna show up somewhere in an nhl hat like rob lowe did with the nfl because <laughs> i at this point am like okay i'm just watching good hockey i like hockey i'm i'm happy i can watch hockey again yeah absolutely also absolutely. a lot more consistent to bet on than nba just throwing it up really yeah I, I found that it's a lot more consistent because what you, do you mean like well, it's you don't have to worry about who's way. sitting out. You don't right. have to worry about, I mean, all that kind of stuff. So you could worry about a positive COVID test, but you have to worry about that in all sports right now. Right. So I found that, that in NHL is more solid to bet on, I feel like. You, you could definitely, your outcomes are truer. Right. I was just wondering what you meant by, like, more consistent. Like, I didn't know what you meant exactly. That makes like sense. Like, favorite teams 
favored teams usually win. Right, yeah. That, and that so if you're sense. going to get horrible odds like negative 160 or negative one, I mean, those aren't horrible odds for a favorite, but like, yeah. you're, I mean, I can't remember who. I think it was, I think the Maple Leafs were net minus 300 the other day, but they won. So like, you wouldn't yeah. bet on that because it's, you don't make money yeah, on Yeah, you're that. not going to make but any money. At yeah. least they won when they were favored to win. Right, right. So the projected I, outcomes I that, are more accurate. That being said, NBA did save my ass yesterday when I bet a parlay on the Oilers, my team, um, who let me down once. Uh, Not going to be the last first time, time this season. First time this season. Uh, and the Capitals, your favorite team, Birdie, um, because they were both supposed to win, and that was plus 230 odds. Neither of them won. Hedged my bets on St. Dame, Damian Lillard, and the... Lillard. Le- Le- yeah, that yeah. was bad. <laughs> I'm just gonna call Dame. Dame. Uh and the, the Trailblazers covered the spread and got me back to even. So thank God for that. Meech's catchphrase, cover the spread. All right, we got way yeah. off topic. Any other basketball stuff you wanted to talk about, Dubs? Uh yeah, well, I wanted to talk about the team that is at the top of the conference who I fucking I was I wrote in my notes that the ja- that the Jazz were 18 and 5. And for some reason, last week I just said Celtics, and I don't know why. But anyway, the Jazz have continued Unbiased to win. Reporting, obviously. Yeah, probably. I chalk it up to the ganja. The Jazz are twenty-two and five now. They've continued their winning ways. They're nine and one in their last ten. And if you st- spread that uh, time time frame out, it's just as good. Only one loss in their last eighteen games. The Jazz have been absolutely phenomenal. They're getting it done in different ways. Jonathan Mitchell's. Sorry, go ahead. Some sick ass jerseys that they bring to the table. I like the yellow ones, and that's it. To be honest, I like the black ones with all the colors. I, I don't know why. Eh. It's just like they hit the spot for me. You like the? Eh, I don't know. They store. I, I've the my favorite jazz jerseys were the ones with like Carolingo and Darren Williams and Boozer. <laughs> Jerry Sloan rolling yeah. the team out there. Yeah, those like light blue ones. I fucked with those ones. I don't know why. <laughs> And the purples were great, too. Let's We've been over this. this, dude. A light blue jersey will always win. We've been over this. I don't know. Their black is real clean. With those colors on it, like, and the, the mountains in the background, like, that, those are pretty clean jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Ew. Ew. <laughs> he says in disgust. Yeah. But anyway, Jazz play the Sixers tonight, who are at the top of the Eastern Conference. Should be a really good ge- game. Embiid is going to be a game-time decision. That game takes place at 9 o'clock when we're recording, so it'll be over by the time you hear this. But I feel like you were about to say game. Yeah, game. Game. Quick story. story. (laughs) I ran into a Scottish lady in Boston who was giving me directions to a place that I knew how to get to, and I just kept letting her give said directions. Did you ask her? Entertainment value. Did you uh, ask her to say it double? You should have asked her to say purple burger. Oh my god, right? I didn't even fucking think about it. Oh, you missed I can't believe literally it. a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Shame on you. I'm yeah. disappointed you, in you. She told me to go to downtown Crossan. Downtown. Downtown Crossan. I love accents, dude. They just make me happy. Purple burger lot of them. Purple, purple, purple. All right, we're not going down this road. 
<laughs> Any other NBA stuff, Dubs? We keep doing that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, Basketball? Uh, no, that was really it. I just had one more thing for the Jazz. They had the first time in team history against Milwaukee. They had four players with 25 or more points, which is really just a testament to really what they've been doing all season. They're getting production from all parts of their team. Everyone's doing their job, and the team is clicking at a high level. Uh, if you haven't seen them play, think of the Hawks when they had five people make the all-star team. Just everybody's doing their part. Uh, and that f- four players with 25 or more points, just the eighth time since the NBA-ABA merger that that's happened. Really? Just to put that in perspective, yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, that is kind of crazy, dude. But that's all I had for basketball. All right, you want to talk about some hockey? Yeah, we can get some hockey. All right, so I take it what you want to talk about first is the uh, Flyers playing the Bruins at the uh, Lake Tahoe game. Isn't it Lake yeah. Tahoe? Yeah, I just yeah. hope so that fucking amped. NHL makes sure they're uh, real healthy because I don't want to bring back that nasty disease that they had to Boston. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, uh, it's actually like a really interesting game be- is from a matchup standpoint because Boston, you know, as much as I kind of don't want to admit it right now, um, yeah. Yeah. They are the best team in the you, league. They are the best okay. team in the league. Okay. Right so, now. where did you say we would be at the beginning of the season? I said middle of the pack. And you were in the middle of the pack at first, but I also said in that same sentence that it's too early to tell. So, you know, my point still stands. The problem is the Flyers have Elaine Vigneault as their coach. So, if this was a playoff game, I would say you're going to destroy them because Elaine Vigneault just doesn't know how to coach in the playoffs. It's fucking ridiculous. The problem is. Elaine Vigneault can win in the regular season. You know, I mean, yes, he leans on a hot goalie too much, and the goalie has to face like 50-some shots that game, but his name sounds like it could be a lion. He's such a piece of shit coach. I fucking hate him. Like, he's – it's like, you know, he coached the Rangers for a couple years, and, again, they were fantastic in the regular season. They would be, like, number one in the league – and then you get to the playoffs and, you know, they're doing fine, but they're not doing well enough to win the whole show. And you know that. And I've got some people who live down the street from my parents who are Flyers fans. And they're like constantly being like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, dude, just fucking wait. Like, just wait till you get to the playoffs and you'll see exactly what I'm talking. He doesn't know how to manage lines. Like, he's just a big dumb oaf. So it's an interesting matchup because it's like. It honestly could go either way. I mean, the Flyers have a really good young goalie, but the Bruins have the best tandem in the league right now. You know, I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. Like I've said before, like I said last time we were talking about the Bruins, that's the main reason you're in first place is the goalie. The goalie tandem you have is ridiculous because you don't have to wear out Tuca because Halak is is, is a great goalie too. And he's willing to play second fiddle as they say. So like you can rest Tuca when you need to and put Halak in and you're safe. Whereas like, I feel like other teams right now are having to lean on their starter goalie much more consistently. They would because they have to play a game every other day, you know? So you're seeing a lot of inconsistencies in really good goalies. Whereas like the Bruins can just kind of like, you know, they're like, like tailor made for this season. You know, they are, and I agree with you. The goalies have been a crucial part, but I've said it before. We go as our first line goes, and as soon as Pasternak yeah. came back, that's when we went from being a middle of the pack team to exactly. But see, I also think that's a weakness, man. 
Because it when, is when, because when you late- lose a player, things fall apart. Yeah, you and can not rely just on that, that. line too much, and that's why the Bruins need to do this season is they need to find other people, you know, the second, third, fourth line. Right, stuff they need some depth. Impact. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's it's like you said, you can't lean on the first line because it's like when you get to playoffs, that first line is going to start getting shut down a little bit if the other teams do their jobs. Right. And you know, if that's the that's when you need those depth players to step up and score. You know, so it's you know the Bruins look good. I've been saying for the past couple of years they are you know among the top three teams in the league. Like they're you know favored to win every year for the past couple of years. But this year is really it's like they're tailor made for the season. But when the playoffs come, I mean we said it before in in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Once you're in, it's anyone's game. Anybody. Yeah, literally win anyone can win. But I've heard they're not going to have fans at the Tahoe games because when I first saw that, I was about to text Meech and be like, yo, bro, you should fucking go to this. Like this was like made for you. And then I saw it's only going to be like 400 people. So there's like really no fans allowed to go. So that's kind of a bummer. Sorry, Meech. It'll definitely still be cool to watch. Absolutely. It's going to be. So- have you seen the like pictures and shit of the like, I, ring? Oh, yeah. It that was fucking Fantastic. Yeah, I was just. I mean, that's Tahoe, dude. Tahoe is amazing, and it looks like it's gonna be a fucking blast. And I probably would think about going if um if they had you know bigger ticket sales because it's just how often do you get to see a setting like that? You know, it's yeah. like miss like not out of mystery Alaska, obviously, because not as remote. Um, yeah, but you know, outdoors, you've got the lake in the background, you've got snow capped mountains it in the kinda- background. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of like last time we were playing Chell Meach and like we were outdoors and you're like, man, I want to live there. It kind of reminded me of like that <laughs> kind of setting. Like I was like, oh shit, they're like doing it in real life. That's pretty cool. Well, actually, yeah. speaking of fans, did you guys hear about Madison Square Garden? I did. Negatory. They're going to let 2,500 fans in later this month. They're going to start letting them in. I, I mean, think the first the game is the, like 20,000. I don't know, but, you lot. know, a hockey stadium is a lot less than a football stadium. Like, and it's capacity. indoors, for yeah. sure. Like, it's ten percent of the garden, so I think the garden's twenty thousand. So I think that's that's what two thousand, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, I think the Knicks are actually the first game where it's allowed, and then so it's it will be, be the Rangers full. and the Bruins. Full, yeah, but. at all, at all. But the Rangers and the Bruins will probably be that'll probably be pretty people because that's yeah. and dude i don't know if you watched that last game man but it was really fucking good yeah dude like Again. it's like i said i'm i'm oh my god i just broke a glass okay but anyway <laughs> you're gonna stand up at the end of the podcast I, I always stand when it. we podcast so we're good. right but uh, <laughs> you're gonna forget you broke it and just start walking around that's exactly what's what's gonna, oh, no. like at the end of the show Damn. it's gonna be like all right we're out of here fuck Shit! We're gonna get a text. Bad news. <laughs> Stepped on glass. No, Bernie. No, no, it's all good. It's like way off from the computer. We're all good. But yeah, I like when I watched that last game. It was a one goal game, and it was OT again. Yeah, OT, and again, it was just they couldn't get past Halak. So it's like. Like I said before, I'm very excited to see the games between these two teams over the coming years. I think it's going to be we match a up lot well. of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. But my roommate Question. was talking shit. He was like, I don't like these one-goal games. I was like, dude, these are the best games. 
Those like, are oh, the best yeah. games. Like, because any you're just not one, made to be a hockey fan then. Because these are the any best games. Second changes the entire outcome of the game. Exactly. Sorry, Meech, sound like you had a question there, but what's up? Oh, I was just asking. So I was watching um the Caps Penguins game last uh a couple Gross. days ago. I think yesterday. Yeah. Um then it was close the whole time and then the penguins got two empty net goals. Do those go on the goals against average for that goalie? No. No, not against the goalie. Okay. Because no. I asked one of my buddies who used to be a goalie and he said yes. And I was like, that sucks. That's no, not true. No, they don't. Okay. They they definitely go like against the team and the defensive stats, like goals allowed and shit, but they don't go against the goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was just trying to pad his own stats then because he used to be a goalie. Nothing goes against the goalie unless it like is automatic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which also makes... is kind of a misleading stat sometimes because it'll be like, oh, the team's only got two shots on goal this period. It's like, no, really, they had it's like, like 15, they had but 10, only two but touched three the goalie. Of, yeah. <laughs> three of them went right over the crossbar. Yeah. Or like five of them like hit a defenseman right in front yeah, of Yeah. Right. Net. You know, like it's, it's kind of like it, I get hockey's a hard game to quantify statistically, but I think they got a lot of work to do there, man. Because like plus minus doesn't mean shit. Like that is oh, like the most nothing. worthless stat in the world. Nothing. Like it's so dumb. All right, uh, let's see what else can we talk about in hockey. Is there any COVID news? I mean, obviously, you know the uh, the Devils. Yeah, still just ravaged. got back to yeah, but they just got back to practice today. Yeah, that's good. I guess I don't really care about the Devils. Fuck the Devils. I know I you don't, but I'm just Sabres, saying it's a team that's been the on the Sabres are playing yeah. tonight, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Sabres, Sabres are, are back, back at it. Yeah. Yep. So teams are starting to get off the list. Uh, Stamkos just got off the list. So NHL is looking to get over this first like sort of wave of shutdowns. Yeah. What do you think about Jack Eichel, Dubs? Do you think he's like going to leave? Uh, uh, leave Buffalo? Yeah. I personally don't. I think he will. I, I maybe not this will? year, but I think in the next couple of years he's going to. If they don't seriously get into the playoffs and make a push. Well, in a couple of years, leave. possibly. I thought you were talking about like an immediate future. No, 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 not at all, not at all. I mean, they just brought in you know a couple really good right. players. So That's I why like I was like, no, out. yeah. But like, if they don't go anywhere, like he's got to dip out, man. I hope he comes to New yeah. York. Because how like long is his contract? Oh, uh, I can't remember. It's, I mean, it's got to be nearing somewhat of an end, right? Because he signed his. Did he ever re-sign? After I his thought entry he did. level, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he signed because I I don't pay attention to Buffalo. I mean, who pays attention to the Sabers, right? Like wow, Bills I mean, Mafia. Yeah, yeah, Bills Mafia. I mean, I'm Hopefully just saying. If the Sabers gave me a reason to pay attention to him, I pay attention to him. But they haven't really given me a reason. So, you know, used to be the same with the Bills, and then they started giving you a reason to pay attention to him. Speaking of, I go signed an eight-year, eighty million dollar contract. Uh, he signed a Panarin contract. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, he could come to the Rangers. We're about to have like fifteen million free <laughs> next season. We'll come see. on, Jack. Come on, bro. Yeah, but does anyone want to go to the Rangers? Shit, dude. Everyone wants to come. It's ridiculous. It's the only reason we ever have a team. It's because everyone wants to live in New York and play in New York. 
Like literally, really? like we've gotten so many players that we had no business signing. At the Hockey time. must be the only fucking place. That's yeah, the because they're definitely not going there for the Knicks. No, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's true. It is probably the only place, the only sport where that's the case. But it is the case. And the media is absolutely. I mean, fucking the only reason Panarin's. I mean, you know, Rangers fans don't want to hear this, but I mean, only reason Panarin's on the Rangers is because it was New York. Like it was between New York. And I want to say some one of the Florida teams, and apparently his wife was like, "No, no, no, we're going to New York." And he was like, "All right," and signed a tr- contract with the Rangers. Like people just want to live in New York, and I mean, I get it. I mean, people Madison still want to go to the Yankees double, no matter yeah, how that's biased your ass is. People still Garrett Cole just signed a massive no, contract as a Yankee. I'm not saying people don't. I'm just saying the media is fucking brutal. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. I mean, they are. We, yeah, we talked about it earlier in the show. You have to have New York a media kind is probably for it. the most cutthroat, except in hockey, because the all the journalists in hockey do not. Me. The journalists in hockey's. I just said that the journalists in hockey's do not ask questions like the rest of sports media. It really fucking bothers me. Like we were talking about, you know, weeks ago when that shit happened with um, who was it on the Lightning that was like had to get? Is it? I can't remember, but somebody Wait. had had to get a surgery and was going to be out until playoffs magically. Oh, uh, Kucherov. Kucherov, and it magically frees up, you know, millions for them to go sign other right, players. It's right, like, right, right. Fu- like, that's fucked up. And, like, if that happened in, like, football, like, every journalist would be like, nope, 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 you can't do this until the league, like, changed the rules. But hockey, they're just like, yeah, it's fine. It's just trash. Anyway, I'm going to step I off my soapbox. It's pretty hard with injury stuff to prove that, though. Uh, here's what I know. Just like the NBA can't, just like the NBA can't penalize teams for sitting people. Like they can, but it's really hard for them to prove that they're not actually on the injury report. Right. But here's what I know. He played in the playoffs. He played very well in the playoffs. Then he's not practicing at all. Right. And now all of a sudden he needs surgery for an injury a week before you have to sign contracts with three players that you can't sign if he stays on the roster for the year. I mean, I mean, maybe it's circumstantial can, at best. Yeah, maybe, but you can move up surgery dates, though. I mean, people do that all the time. I feel like. I mean, I hear you, but like, just go read about it, dude. Like, it's pretty obvious what they're doing. Like, it's pretty fucking obvious. And also, we could talk real quick about how Tampa. Yeah, they look great, but they're also playing in like the worst division, probably in the league. Like, they are playing, and they got stomped by the Panthers the other night. I don't know if you saw that. The Panthers beat them like five to two. It's like, yeesh, I don't know about that, bro. So uh, let's see, any other hockey news we want to talk about? I don't really think so. Not too much I don't got brewing. Anything. Yeah, I don't really think there's anything else really brewing. So let's uh, move to the old home sweet home, the footballs. We're going to start it off on a dark note here. Seems uh, to be the trend. Three-time Pro Bowler Vincent Jackson was found dead in a hotel room. Uh, today in Florida. Rest in peace to him. Resting in peace, bro. To his family. Sort of a weird situation that I'm so- sure we're going to get more news on in the coming days, but apparently he was reported missing by his family on February 10th. Uh, authorities tracked him down at that hotel on February 12th, and then today he was found dead. So I don't, I don't know what was going on there, but... Jesus Christ, that's terribly sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Resting in peace, bro. Uh, what am I, I really liked Vincent Jackson in Madden and shit. 
Like, I mean, he was just a great like in in real life. He was a great wide player. receiver. Like, yeah, he was great. Three time yeah. Pro Bowler. He was Philip Rivers' number one target for a while. Yeah, he was monstrous. Yeah, or like six six. Like, dude was huge. Yeah, he's a big dude, but he also had the speed of a pretty pretty mobile dude. Like, he was he was just a great receiver. Honestly, yeah. that that shocked me today when I saw that. Yeah, saw that as well. Like uh, an hour before the podcast. I yeah, it was, it was very. I was very finishing recent. up my notes and like I had yeah. to add it back in. We'll move it to a different sort of light here. Uh, throw it to the Eagles. Insiders don't believe Carson Wentz will net a first round pick and trade. Uh, Beach, you talked on that last week. We've been, we don't think he's going to net Stafford like return. Yeah, no, uh, no. I think they they overplayed their hand. Although at this point, I'm like, just hold on to him. Like, if you're not getting the return you want, then just hold on to him. Or if you really want him out of the building, then just get rid of him. You know. But but yeah, I mean, wanting a Stafford level deal just isn't going to happen for someone who clearly went from very very promising to he's had problems with his mechanics for years. Like it seemed like everyone came out of the woodwork when that happened. Um, also, it, it's come out multiple times that he's hard to coach. He doesn't, he's stubborn. He doesn't appreciate coaching as much. So like you have to really know him and there's only a couple places he could really go. Colts being one of those. And we all know that GM Chris Ballard is not stupid. He's not, He's not going to overpay. Overpay. One of my favorite people in sports. I mean, he's just GM right now. He's just great. He's a genius. Um, I I mean, the Philip Rivers thing. I don't know what that was. I think that was more Frank Reich saying, "Hey, can we get him?" But I I kind of am in the same boat with you on that one. I feel I don't think Ballard was like uh, Philip Rivers is my guy. Like he was. Yeah, I don't need a placeholder for Andrew Luck until I find somebody else. Right. So, I mean, they don't really have a huge trade market, first of all. Second of all, he's not Matt Stafford. I mean, he doesn't have the consistency that he's had. And ever since he's injured, he's been playing different. Um, and so, you know, that you have to you have to look at that. So they might have overplayed their hand for sure at the beginning. Uh, another Eagle rumor I saw uh, Zach Ertz is being shopped around reportedly to the Seahawks. And uh, others reportedly. Meech, Ertz is your boy. I know we've talked about him a ton of times in the past. Do you think he's on his way out as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 was one of the names that got floated right before the deadline um, this season, but he got injured literally like two games before the deadline. So the, I think he would have been dealt this season, but he was on the injured list, couldn't be traded. So I definitely think he's gone. Um, they have some some talent at tight end anyway, because they have Goddard, who's basically not, he's not as good as Ertz. Don't get me wrong. He's not, but he's, he's still, he's a starting tight end. He's as close of a replacement to Ertz as you can basically get without being Ertz, um, if that makes sense. But yeah, no, I mean, Ertz is great, and I love him as a Philly uh, fan, but I, I hope he goes somewhere like Seattle that's built to win, granted, if if uh, Russ stays there, uh, with the rumors of that being true, too. So we'll have to see what happens there. But the NFL's never short on headlines and stories, for sure. Uh, but yeah, hopefully Ertz is, gets dealt to a place that can win. Um, I don't think he's long for Philly anyway, so... 
Hopefully J.J. Watt can go somewhere that w- that he can win. He was cut by the Texans, who mutually agreed to part ways. Uh, shocking to me they didn't try and trade him. So stupid. So st- They are getting patted on the back by all of these insiders and all of this press. You know who's not patting them on the back? Fucking Twitter. I mean, it, because <laughs> it's so stupid. You should have <laughs> traded him last year at the deadline. You did not. Did you it. held on to him. You then release him for nothing. And as classy of a move as it is, you need draft capital. You don't have any. Um, and instead of getting, and it's not like you would have gotten a first or a second form, but you definitely would have gotten a third or a fourth. And at this point, you need that to rebuild the Texans and not taking advantage of that. It's not classic. It's just stupid. Agreed. I don't, I don't know. I, you, how do you not get a return for JJ Watt? Yeah, one of the top defensive players in the last 10 years. He's been hurt. He's not what he used to be. He's still a, what, three or four-time defensive player of the year. He's got still a three-time player, defensive player of the year. I, I mean, he has and value. If you put him on a line with people that you know demand attention too, he's still going to be a weapon for any defense. Walter Payton Man of the Year, so he's good in the community. Um, uh, he All that money he raised for Hurricane Harry or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's a Walter Payton Man of the Year. He's three-time Defensive Player of the Year. At, at worst, he's a decoy, or you can use him in place of another decoy. So if exactly. you have a stronger pass rush, you could, like his brother, um, you could use him on the other side of that. So it, it's... It's crazy. He could have definitely elicited a third or a fourth minimum. Minimum. Couldn't agree more. Last bit of thing I had for the NFL, Pac-Man Jones, one of my favorite NFL personalities of all time, was arrested last night. Yeah. Assault. He apparently punched and kicked a guy until he was unconscious. Jesus. He gave, he gave his st- version of the story on Pat McAfee's show check that out to get his version but basically he was saying he got involved in a fight between his brother and a drunk patron at the bar that was thrown out the week before and he was the only one that got arrested for it and like all the stories were saying he was drunk and blah 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 blah. he was like i wasn't drunk i drove my car away they came and arrested me later (laughs) wow it's always interesting because there's three sides to every story there's his version of the truth your version of the truth and then what actually happened um, and so, yeah, it's, it's weird. I heard Vontez perfect was right by his side. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Vontez? <laughs> no, yeah, I saw that news and that was, that was unfortunate to see. But like we said, there's so many different sides of stories. It's, it, you don't know what happened that night. He yeah. said, you'll probably see a video of it soon and he'll be justified. Yeah. Which so. if he's that transparent about it, that's a good sign for him because yeah. usually if you're not trying to hide you know, the fact or whatever, like if you want there to be more of an investigation, you're usually closer to being being in the room. And to add to that point too, Mitch, in the interview with McAfee, he was like, oh, like every time I've been drunk in public, I've gotten public intoxication. He was like, I was not drunk. He's like, I saw him attack my brother and I stepped in and I got arrested for it because I have a reputation. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll For see. Sure. We'll see. Tape don't but lie. I, I like Pac-Man Jones. He's fucking. He's done everything there is to do. Just like as a person, 
He's fucking rapped. He's wrestled. He's been in the NFL. He's Pac-Man's a legend. Yeah, I mean, he's also a good player in the NFL. That's why he was good. He was one of those fringe players taken like he was a gamble because of his off-field nature. He actually turned it into a very successful NFL career. Yeah, he was was a good player. NFL season is over. Super Bowl's come to a close, but there's never a shortage of news. Nah, and there were actually a couple more things I wanted to talk about the NFL because of so much news. The Pouncey brothers simultaneously announced their retirement. I didn't know there were two. What? No, I'm just kidding. I knew there were two. I was like, what? (laughs) It was funny that they simultaneously announced their retirement, though. Like, a way to go out on top there. Also, Urban Meyer I totally would have believed you if you were like, I didn't. I didn't know there were two. I mean, I definitely knew one played with the Steelers and the other one bounced uh, around more. So there's that. But but uh yeah, uh Urban Meyer finding out you can't get away with everything like you can in um college, <laughs> hired a former strength and conditioning coach uh from the Hawkeyes who was ousted amongst the bullying and racism headlines that we saw come out of there. Um and was quickly called out for it. Which, <laughs> when I saw him get hired, I didn't even connect that that was the Iowa guy. And then I was like, why are right. people pissed off about this? And I Googled it, and I was like, oh. Oh. Why yeah. did he hire him? Not, <laughs> not a smart thing. And one of the things that Urban needs to realize, one, it's hard to win in the NFL. You lost, I think, four games at Ohio State. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> You're going to lose double that in the NFL. Probably, um, possibly your first season. At least double <laughs> that. Yeah, I mean, it's that's that's a baseline. Um, secondly, you're not the czar of a of a territory. <laughs> the czar, you know, like you can't get away with shit like you can in Ohio. You know, you you just can't. Have been the so, czar, Maya. <laughs> the czar. Um, which is one of the best terms for a leader ever. I mean, I know some of them were terrible, but like just the name of that is Ivan V. Yeah, Ivan V. Yeah. Good, good point. Uh, but yeah, so I just another story I found interesting. Um, but yeah, that's and that's that's about all I had. But still, chock full of headlines, even in the off season. Yeah, which yeah. Uh, we can definitely one of my more of. Go favorite ahead, times of the year is. I mean, it's far away but it's really around the corner the nfl draft mock drafts are coming out if you you know type nfl into google half the shit you see is mock drafts i get my dick out for it combine all that shit i'm ready to go nfl off season's a good time (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be interesting i think we saw last year the combine a little bit affected that was the first thing that was really affected yeah. from the NFL standpoint. Um, they got through Scott free, you know, of, is it Scotch or Scott? Scott. Uh, Scott. Okay. Should be Scotch. Uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> uh, they got through last year, Scott free this year was affected by it. Scotch um, free. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we saw the draft was really the only thing from last year's NFL that was affected by it. So I believe they might not even have a combine, or if they do, it would be very, very limited. Okay, here you go. The expression scot-free originates from the Scandinavian (laughs) word scat, which means tax or payment. The word mutated into scot as the name of redistributive taxation meant to provide relief to the poor during the 10th century. 
So there you go, Meech. Meech is sitting here like, wait, what does scat mean? <laughs> no, honestly, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking of your guys' little doohickey whenever you mess up. Scat! <laughs> yeah, I do that when I start stuttering. I don't know how that's... I think it started once on an acid trip. Because I like couldn't stop stuttering, and like I, my friend was tripping with me, and he was just like, "Dude, every time you do it, just go scooby and so it started there. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think that's a pretty good note to end on. Agreed. Agreed. All right, Agreed. boys. Well, let's get on out of here. Thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on all the social media: it's Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. It's All Stone Sports Podcast. We are out of here. We'll see you on Friday. Say goodbye, boys. We'll talk to you. Peace. Lightest.